here. All right. Three, two. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Kara Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And my next guest is Mr. James Carruthers, who's a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and he has a lot of great original songs, as well as doing some great impressions of great country artists. And James, it's such a pleasure, honor that you could be here today and tell us all about... Uh, you know, what you do and where you perform and all the good music that you're writing in that. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about your background and where do you think your love and passion for music comes from? Thanks, Mike, and hello to everybody in Florida and also around the world that's, that's listening today. Yeah, my background in music uh, comes from singing in church as a little kid, mostly, you know, all church songs, the gospel, and then my father... Uh, always liked to play acoustic guitar and sing, and so when I was a kid, I started playing acoustic guitar with him, and then eventually electric guitar, and then it was on to garage bands, and then from there it was into bars, and and uh, and then it just it just turned into an obsession, an obsessive hobby, and then it eventually turned into my career uh, at age 33. I'm 38 now, almost 39, so I've been doing it as a full-time career for for about six years now oh and how's it how's it been uh going i mean is it everything you ex expected or well it's been going re really well however it's nothing like i expected all of my preconceived notions and and uh you know bits and pieces of knowledge that i thought i had uh turned out to be just uh Basically, nothing like it was in real life, but it's not—it's not all bad. It's not all doom and gloom. It's just—it's just you know things are different than you expect sometimes, and maybe that's partly because of the world we live in. It's just always changing. Right, right. So if I understand correctly, James, so part of what you do is you know writing and singing original songs, and then part of also is performing like these songs using impressions of famous country singers. Is that it, or? Yeah, that's that's it. And so uh, I moved to Nashville to write songs and record music, and when I got here. There was very little work to be had, at least for somebody just getting to town, uh, you know, writing his songs. You know, you can't show up and just start writing his songs right away or, or you know, you don't show up and become famous right away and start selling out arenas. So, But what I was able to do was go into these bars that are on Broadway and, and around downtown Nashville area. And when you go in there, you hear all of the great country songs from uh, the 20th century up to today. And so if you can sing, you know, maybe a hundred of those songs, then you can get a job. And so that's what I did. And I've been singing, and I still do sing at all of those bars, uh, you know, as a, as a professional singer or a bar singer. And then on the weekends, sometimes I get to go out and do the same thing uh, and, and then sing more of my originals and, and more of the stuff that I've come up with. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, that you could come up with the original music. So, I mean, usually during the week, you mentioned that most of the time these these particular bars are looking like for a lot of country cover songs then? 
Exactly. So what they want to do as bars is get everybody singing together. Because right. if everybody's singing together, then they're going to have a good time and they're going to buy a bunch of drinks. And then the bar's going to make money. So you want to sing songs that everyone knows. And, you know, and if they, if they all know the same, you know, and it turns out everybody knows a lot of the same songs, you know, some of the real obvious ones are like Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks or Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. So, so if you can get everybody clapping and singing at the same time, uh, they generally have a good time. Now, hopefully you can sneak in an original song now and then and maybe sell them a CD or, or a T-shirt or get them to look at your website. Uh, but but it's hard to break the ice sometimes unless you've got a good uh, foundation singing songs that they already know. Right. And so that's what that's what I do. I usually sing the almost always sing the country legends like Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, George Jones, Waylon and Willie, Merle Haggard. Oh, so I mean, as far as you know, those artists. I mean, are those artists you were listening to growing up? I mean, are those your favorite artists? Does it make it easier to you know p perform them? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, those are my favorite artists, and it does make it easier performing them because it, when the people know the words to it and and they're singing along, then you know that that's probably their favorite artist too. So it gives you some common ground right away. All right. So, uh, James, so we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some of your original songs in a little bit. But so for you, how long have you actually been writing then original songs? Well, I probably started, I think my first original song was was back when I was maybe seven or eight years old and it wasn't very good. And I probably copied it from from uh, from something my dad was doing. I think it was have it. I have an old dog and his name is Blue. And, uh, you know, and then over the, over, over the years, I just, I just kept writing more and, and hopefully I've gotten better at it. I don't know that I've, uh, you know, I'm still not as good as a lot of these people, you know, I'll, I'll never be a Christofferson or a Willie Nelson or, or anything like that. But, but, but that's what's always fun is creating it. And, and I think that's what keeps you hungry to, to play music is to make something new and hopefully people like it. And uh, James, we'll talk about the songs in a little bit, but it seems like some of the titles and some of the subjects for the song are really creative. So you you've got some interesting uh, subjects here. Well, I hope so. You know, I hope to. I, I usually try to. I usually try to. You know, sing something that's original. There's there's been so many great songs written, and, and so it's it, it, it's a challenge. But uh, but we try to. You know, make the first words or make the title stick out a little bit so it's different. So, so you kind of try to think of something new. There's only so many subjects, but maybe there's a slightly different way of saying it that's your own. So for you, James, I mean, with the songwriting process, I mean, is it something that you feel that you have to get these songs out right away? Or do you work on songs for, you know, weeks or months? Well, it really runs the spectrum, Mike. I mean, sometimes, sometimes something will fall out within just a few minutes, and it and it seems to to be well received. And then other times, other times I may be scratching my head on something for weeks or months, and and uh, I think I have a masterpiece, and 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 you know nobody really cares. So so it, it, it yeah, it goes from it goes, it runs the complete spectrum. So I think the key for me is just to be motivated enough to keep doing it because there's so much self involved too 
So for you, James, when you so you get a song written down, does it go through any metamorphosis or changes by the time you record it? Or absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes it'll come out completely different. Sometimes it's close to what you have thought, and then sometimes, and then for most of them, after I've played them live for a few years, then they really develop into something different and and i know people people know what i'm talking about you know when you go and see an artist and they, and they sing a hit song that they've been singing for for maybe 20 or 30 years uh you know it, it, the tempo may increase they may substitute a couple of different words so yeah, sometimes sometimes there's extreme examples of a song you know starting out one way and ending up quite another oh so i mean uh for for you do you try to you know finish all the songs you have ideas for? I mean, is there still some unfinished songs out there? Or? Oh, yeah. I, w I was probably working on, I was probably working on six different songs today. Oh. And uh, for, for me, myself, like, if I get, if I get halfway through one and, and, I, and I listen to it with an open mind, uh, maybe five out of six of them aren't, aren't, aren't even worth me finishing. Um, uh, and so, and so, I got to be careful, you know. If I, if I recorded and if I recorded and sang out in public everything that I write, then I don't think anybody would listen to me because I have so many bad songs. Oh, so so you've got to get the song just right. But I mean, you might, you know, perform a song then before you record it if it's ready. Then. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, so so that's great, James. That uh, you know you have you know a lot of uh, different uh, in inspirations, and it's the theme that seems like that's occurring is about you know the old school country. I mean, is it is that what it's all about? Is trying to preserve you know the like you said, Willie and Wailing and all that to to try to just make good uh, old school country music or. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that that's part of it. I'm still trying to figure out uh, the other half. You know, it's like, well, what's the point? Uh, and so for me, for me, I think that the old school country says a lot more. Uh, it's more about what, what the song says. And then the way they say it or the way they sing it or the way they play it reflects the person's uh, character and personality. And so... Uh, I'm really big fans of people like Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and George Jones. And that's where the songs all have meaning. And also, also the voices and, you know, their dialect and everything uh, reflects a certain character. But it's all rooted in uh, pretty much the same belief system, which is, you know, like a Western, like a Western belief system, uh, you know, Christian, right and wrong, um, you know, Kind of, kind of, a, kind of a, the, the same, the same feel. So I, I want to preserve that, but I want to have my piece to say as well. Okay, James. So I want to talk about these nice songs that our audience has been listening to. You can tell us a little bit about them. We'll start, I guess, from the newest and go back here. So the the, the new song that you have out is is Jukebox James. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. I was having a talk with a friend of mine named Gary Gentry. You know, Gary is a legendary songwriter in Nashville. For the country fans out there, he wrote the big hits for David Allen Coe, uh, The Ride, and Two Dog Pistol for George Jones, or the one I loved back then. Great, great songwriter, legend, worked for all my heroes. 
And uh, he asked me one day, he said, he said, James told me about the music business. And I said, well, I don't know much about the music business. Uh, all I do is the bar business because I'm a human jukebox. You know, going back to what me and you were talking about before, Mike, and he said, a human jukebox. I said, yeah, well, I just play, you know, I play whatever they tell me to for money. And so we gave him a good song idea. And uh, he came up with this song, Jukebox James, and pitched it to me. Great country feel, and this is what came out. Oh, so so you're you're jukebox James Sender. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The song's about me and what I do all week. Oh, oh, great, great. Okay, so we have here Paw Paw's little truck. Can you tell us about this one? Yeah, absolutely. Paw Paw's little truck is kind of a tribute to our grandfathers. I called my I called my grandfather Paw Paw, and those guys were always working with trucks, and there's a million country songs that have trucks in it, especially now. And and uh, this one, though, was a little bit different because instead of being about the big jacked-up Silverados that we see driving down the road with the lights under them, this is more about an old man truck and the memories that it brings you. And, and for me, my grandpa and a bunch of the old guys I knew back when I was a kid, they all drove these little tiny trucks around like, like Chevy S10s or or Chevy Loves, or Ford Couriers, or Mazdas, or Toyotas, or Datsuns. And they would drive these little trucks from just crazy places, way crazier places than I would venture to say that a lot of these jacked-up uh, mall crawlers get to go. So I thought it was a, I thought it was a funny concept, and, and it's 100% true, too. Uh, so, yeah, if you ever see an, uh, a little old man out on the highway with 10 bales of hay in the back of a little... Dotson, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, right. Okay. And another song we have is Back to Hank. Can you tell us about this one? Yeah, Back to Hank came about uh, when I was watching a country music awards show. And to me, none of the music was very country. And so I came up with the words, there's hip-hop beats on the Opry. I never thought I'd see the day. And then I go on in the course to say, it's a long way back to Hank. And, you know, kind of like, look how far we've come from tradition. And now we're, uh, you know, now we're on to something else. It's kind of metamorphosized. It's not too much unlike uh, the great song that George Strait, Alan Jackson did called Murder on Music Row. A little bit like that. But, uh, but yeah, just more about preserving the old country and, and, uh, and you know, trying to keep it real. Great. So, yeah, those are... Uh three uh, songs so are these so yeah where you mentioned here that these three songs that are off three different albums then yeah each of these songs are on three different albums so uh, uh the back to hank is on relapse papa's truck is on songs and stories oh, well now i forgot what the other one was <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, Okay, but yeah, so yeah, they have to check those out. So right now, James, are you working on yet another album? Or you mentioned that you're writing all these songs. Are they going for an album? Or Oh, that, I'm glad you keep me up there. Yeah, yeah. the newest songs I'm working on will eventually, will eventually go on an album, and I hope to be working on an album uh in between now and then too, but uh, this year and also last year, I was releasing 
and I've been releasing one song at a time, and it's usually once every month or every couple of months. Oh, okay. And, okay, James, we want to talk about, you know, your shows and where you perform or lack up, lack of. However, you did mention that you were recently in Nebraska for a show. Is that right, sir? Yeah, that's right. So ever since the COVID restrictions have really gripped the entertainment industry, we've had a lot of requests to go and play at private events that are located in people's backyards, or, or at pavilions outside, or, or, or somewhere, somewhere where there's not going to be any jurisdiction of local, state, and city governments that can tell people not to congregate. And so we've taken up almost every single one of those opportunities to play. Um, you know, it, and they, they've, all, they've all been safe. I feel really safe going to them. Uh, in the meantime, our bars have been shut down and uh, they are coming back, though. They're coming back. Most of the numbers coming back are suggesting that uh, it actually is safe going to to these places. And so that's why they're that's why Nashville is reopening slowly but surely. And you can find me playing in a number of bars in Nashville. Just check my website, jamescarruthers.com. Click on the See Live and you'll get a full schedule. Oh yeah, we encourage everyone to do that. So James, you so you mentioned that Nashville's opening up. So I mean, before the 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 pandemic, I mean, you, were you pretty much pretty booked? I mean, during the day and during the weekend, or yes, and it, and thankfully it's starting to be that way again. Yeah, usually we'll play five shows a week in Nashville. And most of them are long. Most of them are, are cover shows, more or less, where I'll sneak in maybe 10, 12 originals. Uh, but the rest of the time, we'll be playing Willie and Waylon and Alan Jackson and George Strait. And it can be anywhere with from uh, me by myself to me with a five-piece band. And so we're doing that all the time in the bars and then at the private events that were taking place at the convention center. Uh, in and around Nashville for, for all kinds of different companies and, you know, weddings, you name it. We're, we're just always playing and we're, we're fortunate to be able to do so. Right. So, James, I want to talk a little bit, you know, about the cover music you met, mentioned, Garth Brooks. So, I mean, one of the things that you also mentioned is, you know, you like to play and certain bars, you know, require certain songs. So are there certain songs that you have to learn and play that might not be on the top of your list, sir? Well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, you get you just get tired of singing the same things over and over. But if the crowd is into it, then there's always a way to find joy in, in what they're doing. But that being said, I would not play I would not play Sweet Home Alabama or uh, Wagon Wheel unprovoked. If provoked, if provoked with my back against the wall, I'll have a great time doing it. But if I was just sitting around playing, playing whatever I wanted to, I'd probably play something more along the lines of George Jones or, or Vern Gosden or something like that. Oh, but uh, so what? So if we gave you a tw a twenty dollar tip, would you play Wagon Wheel? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's it's interesting. Like I said, I love that song, but it, it's great. Everyone likes you know different songs, and you know sometimes you know 
there's just, but I mean, like with, uh, you mentioned about, you know, low places and Garth Brooks. I mean, as you have to prepare yourself to, to, to tolerate that song night after night. Huh? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and like I said too, if you've got a room full of people, like let's pick on people from Alabama. We all know they're kind of crazy anyway, but if we've got a room full of folks from Alabama and they want to hear Sweet Home Alabama or they want to hear Dixie Land a lot, we may have played it. We may have played it five times that day already, but if they're really into it and they're present in the moment with us and if they're looking at us and they're breathing with us, singing the worst of this song, that really makes it fun. And we, and I really do find a lot of enjoyment out of that. So even though they're cliche songs, uh, we still love doing them. And, you know, we mentioned about the original music and there's, there's a certain science or art to, to delicately put in, like you said, uh, uh, or originals. I mean, do people ever request originals and say, hey, play something of yours? Or They do. Sometimes they say it just like that. Sometimes they've just met me, they have no idea who I am, and they'll say, hey, play us something that you wrote. And then you got to be ready to do that, and hopefully they like it. And, and fortunately, uh, since I've met so many great people throughout the years of, of playing these covers bars in Nashville, um, you know, they, 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 they get my CD, they get my shirt, they look at the website, they Google me, they get on YouTube, and they find all these videos. And, and then when they come back to see us, whether it's here in Nashville or somewhere closer to their, their hometown, then they do. They will request these originals, and then you know, and one one or two of them have become sort of, you know, sort of hits for us uh, that we can play, and and people people will be like, oh yeah, I've, heard, I've actually heard that song before, and I didn't even know you, and so that's always a good feeling. Okay, James. So I, where you know, I hear a lot of performers doing these Facebook live uh, concerts. Is that something you've gotten into? Yeah, ever since the pandemic, we've done way more of that live streaming. And uh, yeah, it, it was a great way to to stay in touch with people. And a lot of people really help, helped us out a lot, too. There, there would a lot of times be a Venmo or a PayPal link where you could tip the band online to, to sing these songs. And, uh, you know, like I said, you just meet so many great people out there that are that become your friends and and then they've really helped out artists like myself and our bands over over the last six months oh so so you so the the fans and the audience just can can send tips and then they can actually request a song and and again you kind of need to play that song when it's requested with a tip huh Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to play that song. If they, you know, if they tip you for something and you take their money and you don't play it, well, you may not get that tip again. So if, if you get a $20 tip for Wagon Wheel, then you need to play it, huh? Even if I have to make up the words to it. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, uh, James, so I want to talk, you mentioned a little bit about your nice website, but I want to talk about it uh, more. So first of all, you do have a website then. Yep, jamescarruthers.com. And uh, people could go there and check out, uh, you know, m music and songs, and you have all the, the dates that you will be playing then? Yep, 
full schedule, links to all of the social media, links to pictures and videos. Some you want to see, some maybe, some maybe not. You don't want to see. I, I, I would recommend clicking on all of it. Uh, links to the Spotify and the Pandora. Uh, and, you know, nowadays all of the music is for free. Most of the stuff is also on YouTube, and there's links for that. And once you get into the YouTube, there'll be tons of videos pop up of us playing live or, or our studio work or, or uh, a number of other different things. You know, sometimes it's just sometimes it's just me talking into a camera saying howdy to everybody and telling them what shows I'm playing. Oh, so I mean, with the YouTube uh, videos, is that something that you do, or is it the fans, or sometimes you have like a professional company come in, or all of the above? I hate to say yes to all of your questions because it, then it makes me sound like a politician. But yes, you're correct on every level. Some of the videos are fan made. Some of them are casual ones that I, that I've made myself, and some of them we've hired professionals to come in and give us uh, something that looks and sounds as, as good as it can. Oh, so, you know, we were mentioning that you're in Nashville, and I mean, for for you, do you do anything special like uh, Christmas, or do you think everything's going to shut down and there'll be no Christmas shows? Or Well, Mike, that's a really good question. And at this point, for this year, nothing would surprise me. However, looking forward and seeing the way that things are going right now, uh, we should be back to full operational capacity by Christmas. And I think, you know, I think that they're going to allow Christmas to happen. If they don't, then uh, I guess we can. I guess we can write a story called "The Christmas Carol" about Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, okay. But I mean, as far as like Christmas songs, do you, again, if you're tip twenty dollars for Leroy the Redneck Reindeer, I guess you'll need to play it, huh? Yeah, I may have to read that one off of my phone. Some of the, some of the, sometimes we get a request like that, and I, you know, I know Leroy the Redneck Reindeer mostly, but. You know, I'll take the twenty dollars to sing it, but we're also going to need a little support from the Verizon network, so I can look it up on my phone and get the proper lyrics to it. Right, right. Okay, uh, James. So, um, you you have uh, any particular public uh, events come, coming up that our audience would would be able to go to? Or yeah, um, tomorrow. Well, let me let me start over again. Every Thursday in October, AJ's Good Time Bar, that's Alan Jackson's Good Time Bar, right here on Broadway in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee, 50% capacity right now. However, you if you're not in Nashville, you can check it out through my Facebook page where it will have a stream of that show uh, every Thursday in October. And then in Nashville, non-streaming, We'll be playing at scoreboards almost every Saturday, full band in October, and also a place called The Local every Sunday for a gospel hour, and uh, that was also streamed as well, so look up The Local, and all of this information will be on my website, so check out jamescarruthers.com, and you'll be able to see the full gamut of shows and performances that we're doing. 
Great. That that's that sounds fun. That yeah, you could drink your probably cheaper drink your beer at home and just watch you on the screen, huh? Oh, it's a lot cheaper, and they've got it set up now. Especially when we stream from AJ's Good Time Bar, where if you comment, we will be able to see it. They have a TV screen set up right in front of us, and we'll be talking to people while we play from all over the world. Uh, you know, Germany, Sweden, France. Uh, Canada, every every state you can think of. So that's one of the beauties for an independent artist like like myself is is that with the internet, it's just opened the doors big time in places that never would have heard us before, and, and we just love seeing people from all over the place. Okay, James. Before we go, I I definitely want to discuss how everyone could you know buy the music and uh, support uh, you. So, are you on like all the streaming sites, or should they go to your website? Or yeah, we are on all of the streaming sites. Just look up James Carruthers, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, and JamesCarruthers.com will link you to all of that stuff. My website. You can just Google James Carruthers and. It'll take you right to my website and my Facebook page. Oh, great. And you mentioned that you did have various uh, mer merchandise then on your website then? Yeah, we've got we've got a great hat right now. It's red, white, and blue. It says USA on it. It looks great. It's a foam mesh back. And we've got three shirts with three different designs. One's a baseball shirt with my picture on it. One is uh, a blue shirt which has really soft material, American flag guitar. My other shirt has a picture of a 1911-style Colt 45 on it, and that's a black shirt, and it, they're, all, they're all top material. They're all great. They all wick the sweat away from you in the summertime, keep you warm in the wintertime. Oh, great. So, yeah, we encourage everyone, uh, you know, check out uh, the the website. Okay, uh, James. So uh, just in conclusion here, did you mention that you're currently, or are you releasing the music as singles then? Was that it? I've been releasing the music as singles this year and last year. I hope to be able to do a full album near in the near future but we've just been doing singles for the time being because as you know uh it all goes on the it all goes online anyway so there's it seems like we we wait around too long to get 10 songs 10 12 songs together so if i get something out i will just put it out there and hopefully and hopefully we'll have enough people to listen to it give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down and maybe that'll help us decide what the next project is we do Oh, great. And James, do you have any plans of coming to Orlando, Florida, or would like to, probably? Well, I was supposed to come down back down to Florida this year, but as you know, 2020 has been one of those years yeah. when several of the shows got canceled. Uh, but definitely, as soon as things let up and get back to normal, I want to come back down to Florida. We did about, we did about seven or eight shows down in Central Florida last year. And then uh, we played a little bit in the Panhandle area too, and and uh, love playing in Florida. And uh, yeah, definitely hope to get back there as soon as we can. 
Oh, great. Okay, James, and one final uh, thing. If somebody, like we're take, talking about YouTube, that you both have the originals and, you know, the uh, the co covers you do, you know, the impressions of, of all the, the great old school artists. So on YouTube, if everyone wants to see what we're talking about, they can then. Yeah, just type in James Carruthers. The Highwayman is an acoustic one I did of, of the song The Highway Man, and that kind of gives you a feel for for what's going on there. You know, I picked a song that that covers uh, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash, and uh, yeah, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. We go we go pretty deep in it. Nothing will be like seeing us live where where you get a whole show of it. But there's there's several videos on there, and you'll be able to you'll be able to enjoy the songs as much as we do. We love them. We love this music, and that's why we play it. And, and uh, and hopefully you like the originals too. Okay, James. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? No, I'm just well. Thanks for having me, Mike, and uh, to everybody in Florida that's listening, and to the folks that are around the country and around the world. Uh, thanks for supporting a, a good local radio show, semi-local, uh, but also available to the whole world. So share this program with people. We got some important work going on here for Mike. Exactly. Okay. Thanks so much, James. And if you could give your website one final time, please. JamesCarruthers.com. James is spelled normally Carruthers, C-A-R-O-T-H-E-R-S, Car, others. JamesCarruthers.com. All, all the classic uh, t-shirts, CDs, anything you want. Okay, sounds good. My guest has been James Carruthers. You've been listening to the Mike Carroll Radio program, What's Up America? Please catch us again next time. Okay, that sounded good.